Hey, this is the editor coming in, and I just wanted to say that there's some weird ed editing stuff in this because Craig just didn't record some things. That's all I could do. There's a couple spots where I come in again and just state, you know, what I did or what was missed if there's something major, but a lot of it was just a little minor stuff, and if I do it for a time, this will be extended for too long. So just please enjoy what's there. It's a bit ironic that uh, Craig ends their respective crapping out, but what can you do? everyone to another episode of out of character this is our last episode of the season or of the year season i'm thinking christmas today i have grafa grafa is been the editor for every episode this year welcome grafa yep yep <laughs> oh man a few words and i have cotton cotton was assigned to listen to all of the episodes and cotton only got through how many i've gotten through let's go with 50 percent until otherwise we'll go with that we'll be generous and go with 50 percent. okay <laughs> and uh we're gonna kind of just kind of take a look back at the episodes this year kind of see you know what have we learned from from our talks which ones were had memorable moments which ones did we like which ones did we hate which ones do we think we could even have more discussion on so let's just start with our our very first episode was on living communities and Ironically, Zakara was just starting the Neon Jungle, another living community, and I had just exited a living community uh, known as Cast of Shadows. So we had Zakara on, and we also had Prophet. I know we had Prophet on. Did we have Zakara on? Yes, we did. And we had Oz on. Oz was a an admin on Runner Hub. Zakara was going to start Neon Jungle. Prophet wanted to start an. Uh, L5R, LC, and I was an admin on Cast of Shadows. Now, the funny thing is, we're now at the end of the year, and Zakara has left the Neon Jungle, which he started. And I think in that, in that episode, we kind of said that one-year mark, around one year is when you're going to start to go, that's it, I'm out. I'm going to leave. Now, RC, or Cotton, you were part of a, 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 a couple living communities, weren't you? I was uh, in, I was on the Runner Hub, and I was in, uh, God, I think I was on, if not Neon Jungle, the the predecessor to that, that you ran, Zar, that Zar ran. In, the uh, uh, the predecessor was Cast of Shadows, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. I did. I did one or two games there. Okay. Have you ever been an admin for a for an LC? I have not been the ad man for an LC. If I did that, I would uh, have to have copious notes of all the people. I would have to. <laughs> that, <would> be, <laughs> that was. I have found that to be the biggest problem with living communities. Is uh, it's like, oh hey, remember we did that game together? <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, fam. Uh, you know, we did. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, living communities have always been plagued with churn. A lot of them end up dying and birthing new ones, or they fracture and birth new ones. It's it is a common common thing in in LCs, and we did start with that episode. Griffin, what did you think when you uh, edited that one? I'd say there's there's some good points brought up in that episode. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good listen. Oh, obviously, I'm gonna say that's for every episode, <laughs> but <laughs> I gotta gotta show the product. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I do think maybe another episode could probably be done on it. I think a lot of it was on that episode was just running. I, I wouldn't say running, running it in a very specific way and stories from it. 
mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of it wasn't because it seems like, and we have Zakar here and stuff, so he can type in the chat that it was very it was mentioned in Iron Fist, but made me be gone into a bit more. And I don't even think Prophet has started his. Mm-hmm. No, he has not. So I don't. Maybe if we should reach out to him and mm-hmm. see what happens, see if we can get an update on it. Maybe do a yeah. mini episode or something. That uh, yeah, if we can follow up and see where he is on that. Um, yeah, Sakar says journey. admin running games, and I think also. I mean, I'm a so I'm a very boring stats person. Also, mm-hmm. tracking, just mm-hmm. a, a bunch of crunching and number works. Pretty much that that is that 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 is what it is. So then after that we we did our next episode on AP podcasting where Cobalt joined us. Interesting for those that want to start it. I think since then I've talked to a few other people that want to start AP podcasting projects. Always nice to see new ones come into play. I do I do remember that one. That was a very interesting yeah. one. And I've, uh, across the various podcasts, uh, I can't remember who, is it Soup or whoever has the Living Soup? Community, Nazaria, Nazaria? Nazaria, Soup has Nazaria. a podcast called yeah, I got, I got it. got it in two. And I, I feel like I've, I know a great deal about that game without knowing any actual details of the game. Like, I know about the players and various <laughs> amounts of drama that's occurred and people who were in and who were out. And I'm like... I have no clue what like I don't know if it's like you know some like steampunk universe ever. I have no clue what's happening, but I feel very invested. <laughs> semi, I feel like semi invested for some reason. You <laughs> so. know uh, a lot of the behind the scenes of what's going on in Nazaria without ever hearing Nazaria itself, which is a D and D five E campaign, and that is actually it. I don't know if we really went into it, Grafa. Maybe you can uh, help me out on remembering AP podcasting. You end up with a cast. And something happens and a cast member drops. In Wayan, we had it. We had an issue where Valerie left. And we had to, you know, get another player. We did auditions. A very memorable night. Cotton and I had pizza and watched the auditions. Yes, I remember yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> I bought him dinner and we watched auditions. For Nazaria, though, the issue was bigger. It wasn't just a smooth transition into a new person. That player absolutely said, I want everything pulled. Everything. My voice, all of it. My character, that's my idea. Everything has to be pulled. <laughs> I would, uh, so, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and Soup is doing that. He pulled everything. He re-edited everything. Like, they had only, like, maybe three episodes released. And they pulled everything back. He's re-editing, he's redoing, and now he's going to re-release. There's a re-release now. Man, of- I, I, I hope he at least has, like, a character NPC based on this person that they just repeatedly <laughs> shit on. Like, everything's bad. <laughs> like, Biff and Back to the Future, he falls into every manure truck. <laughs> I would shake this man saying, I, I mean, the, you know, Soup's, I don't know. <laughs> That's a, that, is, that is more magnanimity in that act than I've ever had, ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that petty, but he has started releasing trailer. He released a trailer for it recently on the mm-hmm. server. So yep, yeah, he got it. He got it all done. He he's changed all, and and now it's actually re-releasing and uh, amazing. But that is a huge pitfall when it comes to AP podcasting is your cast. If something goes wrong with one of them, they can totally, just totally kill it. Like because he had to, he felt obligated. He maybe he didn't actually legally have to. I didn't really think he had to either, but he felt, you know what? If this person doesn't want to be a part of it, I don't want him in it. Pull everything out. I, I'm going to re-edit. I'm going to re-release. 
and he did it. A lot of work, a lot of frustration, but my God, he, how, he did How do you do that with player? I mean, I, I hate to just be yeah. in the weeds with that. Like, it's like, <laughs> should, should we go to the forest? Pause. All right, back to town, man. You know, like. <laughs> so maybe that is something we need further discussion on about AP podcasting. As a creator, what rights do you have versus what rights do the players have as far as that content? Who owns it? I think another way, I, I mean, pitch more ideas for you. Why not? That one is, I know for me, I can't listen to AP podcast much because I'm a rules junkie. Maybe go on that too. A rules versus just free form. Yeah, though I think there is a lot more to discuss about AP podcasting. There's there's a lot of different uh, different ways to to look on that. That'd be a good episode. We, we could have Grafa uh, representing <laughs> the, uh, the rules side and Vamps being uh, Lord Hippie of Rulesum. And <laughs> hippie, he's an anarchist, not hippie. My anarchist. God, <laughs> it is. Put it on the list. We'll do that. We'll do a we'll do a great <laughs> yeah, I'll debate. Make, I'll make a note. Yes. 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 Uh. We'll, we'll do it all up. And Bam uh, just feel his way there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in March, we did editing with Oz. He was the, he's the uh, sound editor, self-taught sound editor for Without a Net and uh, Call of Cthulhu and now VTM. So that was kind of interesting. I still, I mean, I know of the software. I see how it works. I've just never actually done it because I can't stand the sound of my own voice. We did not do one of those. Maybe. (laughs) Yes, maybe we'll do an episode where I actually edit something. Maybe. That's the only way to get me to do it. And oddly enough, it like like Graves purposely poorly edited it, or, or maybe, I don't know, like <laughs> as a as a meta artistic commentary. The one time editing gets a gets its artistic license. It's so bad. You know. <laughs> Let me tell you, in that episode though, they pitch editing. All be super easy. Take like an hour. You guys are all lying. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> like the editor's note. Y'all are full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, back to back asterisk, to Oz. Asterisk on that note. <laughs> all. <laughs> All lying assholes. Let me so, tell you. Did you find it difficult to edit? No, it's it's not difficult for. In the beginning, it kind of is, but it, I mean, it gets pretty easy after a while, especially after you find your groove. Mm-hmm. But even then, the time for editing first, mm-hmm. it's you have to already add the base run at time of the episode, around an hour for forty five minutes to an hour, and then you have to worry about sound quality of your guests. If they have bad sound quality, you have to try and mitigate it. Then... Are you saying that we had guests that had bad sound quality? I will never say such thing. <laughs> I'm just saying if it happened to have happened, you may have to do more work. <laughs> I won't say it, but... <laughs> then, if you have guests that have uh, just different speaking patterns or say a lot of us or have a lot of breaks in the words, you have mm-hmm. to cut it all out. Because... Uh, mm-hmm. As just there, it's just a natural pause for people, and then yeah, it's just it takes it takes a while, and especially if some episodes are like <laughs> there's there's just a lot of people like repeating themselves. You got to find a way to make it flow. It's just there's <laughs> there's been one episode I won't say which one, but there's mm-hmm. one episode that has taken me five hours because it was just of I won't won't say why because I, I might reveal it, but it was just there was something that happened in that episode. That was just, it was so frustrating. So you had to go through so, just to make it sound like it wasn't artificially spliced. Wow. Wow. Five hours. 
Now I just want to like go. I asked you one time, and you're like, "Well, you're not too bad. You don't have a lot of ums and ahs." Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but uh, it's... now I just want to like get a cup of coffee and, and, and you know and do the whole like in the. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's a good that's a good cup of Joe. You know? let, let me tell you, it's it's gotten to a point in some of students where it's easier just to cut people out from a bit and just <laughs> move on. <laughs> we had no guest on this episode. Yeah. Griffin just eliminated them because they were yeah. terrible. Well, or sometimes people fail to make a joke, and it's like sometimes it's funny to keep in, but sometimes <laughs> it's like let me, I'll I'll scratch your back. Let me just remove that for you. Wow! So you <laughs> remove the bomb jokes sometimes, no, but not all the time. Been two bomb jokes I can remember I purposely kept in because someone said something later that made the joke then funny. <laughs> but. I think for the most part, if someone really bombs, I will yeah. I will do them the solid. Oh. I mean, I like I like how you're super professional, but the last episode I listened to closed with boner and and then like that is true. So yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> so. But the thing was one, it's funny because we're all in the church. But two, that it was gun. it was referenced in the episode that we should end. I think it was Akari who's here said you have to end the episode with boner. And I was like, well, <laughs> I caught man saying boner. And put it right at the end. <laughs> oh, see, I don't listen to the final cuts. I give all power to Grayfa. Do you do whatever you want? I, I, I trust him. We'll skip forward to, I guess, to one episode. I think I don't. I don't know if you've listened to it, but what? the latest episode released, Romance at the Table. There was a section where Oz said something, and it didn't come through because Craig and mm-hmm. Garg sometimes don't pick Her up or Mike. Yeah. yeah, and he said, just add a laugh track in. So I just, I added a laugh track. I was going to cut the whole joke from it because it just, no one laughed. It was just dead silence. But uh, I was like, you know what? I added a laugh track. In. So in, in my save files, in my miscellaneous yeah. folder, there is a laugh track. You, you can make, <laughs> make someone sound like such an ass with every time they tell the joke, just cut the laughs out. Just let it, just like, put like four seconds yeah. of dead silence. Yeah, no, yeah. You can. I assume he makes me sound like an ass all the time. So I, that's, that's I what not. I do. <laughs> So in April, we had Lore with Papa, which everybody on the server knows is Ash, who was Ash in the Call of the Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu campaign. We talked about Lore and the importance of having a good idea of what that means. And Zakara is pointing out that that is definitely something that could use several more episodes. Lore is a huge topic. Cotton, what do you think about Lore? Important or not? as important like 10 like let's just say one is it doesn't matter if i know anything about the setting and 10 is i have to know all everything about the setting where are four. you i'm i'm at, wow. uh, at four i'm at four Good. and and that's no, not you and i are the same yeah you're the same you're with oh well that's uh, yeah that, we solved it we solved yeah lore. we did Next, we solved you know. <laughs> any more episodes boom high Two five agree. High fuck five. you tolkien <laughs> you know we got it figured out <laughs> i mean if i saw lord of the rings obviously i could play D D, right yeah, exactly. You exactly. know, Silmarillion, how about no? Uh, you know, <laughs> but it was, it's one of those things that I feel like as a, again, as a, I feel like I've, I've, the only insight I have as a new GM is, is how important it is to conserve time or be lazy, whatever. The point is, mm-hmm. if you sit down and send, and I bet you've done this, uh, it's, I know I did. First time GM, I'm going to write out the, the great history. I'm going to be yeah. like, you know, Edward Gibbon, the, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, you know, <laughs> And then, like, no one gives a shit in your game, and you're like, I sound like an asshole. I wasted all my time, like, <laughs> writing 4,000 pages. Yeah. You know, you do. So, four, okay. four. It matters. Let it, you know, you, you need to have, like, you know, 
if, if your players ask who the king is, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, like I have something. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Four. I'd I'd be with you guys. You need to know enough. You need to be enough to be consistent, but not enough to overburden people. Mm-hmm. In the end, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, and, and the last thing you want to end up with also is if they, God forbid, make some history roll, and you're like, well, strap in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you need a special group that's like, you know what? I like listening yeah. to history. I love history. Mm-hmm. It'd be great for me, but people would be bored. And also in April, we did con organization. Now this one. I did really like. So I went to a con out in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. Yes, it's Champaign-Urbana, called WinterCon, Winter War Con. And I got the con organizers to come on and talk about what is what it takes to put on a con, a convention, not an act. We all know how to con people. A convention. And what are the kind of problems? What are the things that as, as a convention goer, we don't really think about? We just, you know, enjoy the convention and that's it. This was really, really interesting. Susan and Royce joined us, and Susan had been a part of this convention for 40, 41 years. Like, long, long time, long running. Really interesting, all the stuff they now have to deal with as it evolves and grows, especially as our society changes. More women come into it, and it's been dominant, dominated by men, and now they start to see more women coming, and... They're dealing with some misogyny, some harassment. So now it's this whole new thing that, you know, 40 years ago, they didn't really have to deal with. There were no women here unless they were wives. Now it's women attendees that want to play and dealing with all of those uh, dynamics. You didn't listen to that one, did you, Cotton? No, but now like, I'm, I'm making yeah, a note. Yeah. I'm actually typing up, yeah. go back and listen to the one on oh, cons because yeah. I, actually, I actually find it fascinating. I've been to a few small cons and I've been to Gen Con uh-huh. and the organization fascinates me and in their ability to uh, address i've read i've read a lot of horror stories frankly of various not gaming and non-gaming cons usually smaller ones but larger mm-hmm. ones as well where misogyny and there were a lot of issues with uh with that frankly uh-huh. uh, in others but definitely that and that's changing and i wanted to change and so i'm like damn i need to go back and listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> it was good. And and yeah. I think Royce is still part of it. And Royce was also part of another con that happens in Wisconsin, which I don't think it happened because it was supposed to happen in November. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it did. Um, I should see if I can get him back and see if uh, we can talk more about at, uh, talk more about conventions. And I see Zakara has tons more questions he would like to ask. So maybe we'll do a, a follow up on that one as well. Yeah, that was, I think, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it was really good. Was that a hard one to edit? Yes. Now I think about it. <laughs> I remember you telling me stuff about it. Yeah, I believe it was mic quality was weird. And people talking over each other was weird. That was in the beginning when, because we should probably, you should probably do an episode on running a podcast. Because in the beginning, <laughs> there was definitely some issues that led to longer edit times that made it much harder. It was just getting people corralled. Yes, I remember in that one, Susan, an, a lovely woman, older, lovely woman. Whenever a question was asked, she always felt she should respond first. And poor Royce was trying to get a word in edgewise. So I do remember you saying there was a lot of overtalk and trying to get those, making sure Royce was also heard. Yeah. Um, there, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I said the when I was messaging you about it, she, she sounds like just a very excited grandma to yes. just go like it, it felt like 
Like you're just listening to someone tell stories. <laughs> yeah, no, she was she was great. I loved, I, did, I, I loved her. She was pretty awesome. Left Hand Turns was in May, right? Uh, left I Hand think Turns I wrote a word there. Was in May. It was May twenty first. Was when okay. I finished editing it. Okay, so in May we had Left Hand Turns, which was Omni, who is the GM for Burning Edge. We had Bamps, who is the GM for Without a Net, and we had Oz. And uh, also in May, we did, what is that? I didn't write that. Pandemic and Stravaganza? What was that one? That, that was, wasn't that was what you wrote. Too. No, I, like I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't write that one. Stop I, writing words on here. I never wrote, okay. I haven't written a single word. That was what you've written, written, no. written since May no. or April. Oh, I didn't yeah. write that. Yeah, you did. Oh, we talked about the pandemic and what we could learn. Yeah, that's uh, from that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That, that was what that was about, what Cotton um, was on. Yeah. I know, right? I thought yeah, that was a great. That episode. was when you were on. That, that was, was I forgot big. about it completely. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good, forgettable by the host. I know, right? I was like troll and be like, oh, I didn't listen to that one. And then you'd be like, but you were on it, lol. And then you well, actually I... forgot it. And so I'll just your troll. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I, I know. win. <laughs> Accusing the editor of adding stuff in as she's talking about it. Like I went yeah. through all the work of adding in a, an episode. Graver described so, it with like 18 adjectives. Like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we talked about the pandemic, the new social norm, the new world order, which is still pretty much the same as it was in May is what it is now. But we talked about how do we bring that into gaming? How does it affect gaming? Cotton, you're just going to say you were fantastic in it, so I don't need to... I, hope, I will say that I, I listened to it and I was like, wait, where's the bit where I completely advocated for uh, piracy? And like, <laughs> that didn't seem to have made it. <laughs> oh, I, I, so that one, I may have gotten a direct message from someone saying, hey, please remove any advocacy of piracy. Mm-hmm. In that case, I've changed my ways and I have seen the light. And I think we Thank should all you. support our creators and help them create the products that we appreciate, love, play. And if we want this hobby, to continue to grow, it has to be professional and treated with respect and decent. It would be great if that actually sounded sincere. Right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to left-hand turns. So Zakara is saying we did not have enough dissenting opinions. Everybody there agreed on how to handle a left-hand turn. I rebutted Zakara in the chat here, saying that I was the dissenting opinion. I said it could actually ruin a game, delay things, cause problems, and should be handled. What do you By think? By left-hand turn, you mean like a, a, a player in a game a player. Uh-huh. going like, you know, <laughs> wild card, rogue, and just, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in a in a game. I've I've been in an AP podcast with a player who is the king of left-hand turns, and we actually had to tell him, could you tone it down? It shouldn't take three months of recording to get the job done because you keep derailing us. So it was, we, we need more, we, we need a little less left turn and a little more ride the rail. Yeah. I, I think to go back and listen to that episode, although it may enrage, like did so. Okay. So was, was there, was, was there a significant faction <laughs> of people who are pro left-hand turn? Well, I, I guess Omni, Bamps and Oz all just said, you know, I, I don't know, Zakar, do you think they were just pro left turns or do you think they were what do you think, Grapa? Well, yeah, while he's typing, mm-hmm. I'll fill space. 
Uh, okay. it, it seems like, so you don't yeah, have to I, I mean, I would, <laughs> no, I have to edit myself <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do kind of agree with Sakai. It was a lot of very much, it, when, yeah, as Bamps and Oz agree with each other for the most part. So a lot mm -hmm. of them will just compliment what the other person said. I, I do believe, yeah, Sakai's saying similar opinions. Omni, I think, joined the bandwagon of, they kind of like left-hand turns a bit. They they I think they said they also liked doing them as GMs a bit, of mm -hmm. just things. They say some things as GMs that I don't particularly like, but I'm not gonna. I don't want to slander. That's, any we guests. didn't talk about that episode, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I do believe. I mean, I think Sakar's right. I think another episode on that one could be done of a more negative opinion. A more negative opinion. So you want? Do you want a person on that? is pro left-hand turns and defends it, or do you want people on there that say, no, they should be shut down? No, I just think a dis I, anyway, I think it's just a discussion about them would be good, about just, okay. like, them in general. Like, maybe, yeah, cause, I mean, that's, this episode I edited in May, so I don't have the the best. Yeah, it was Car saying Varied Guest. That's a, that's a whole other topic, is Varied Guest. Trust me, I get in a case all the time. Oh, my gosh, all but, the time, but don't worry. But Yeah, don't worry, I got your back there, Sakara. Yeah, I, th I just think maybe more, more negative on it, just just okay. for people. I don't really have a strong opinion either way, but I guess for people, like <laughs> I don't have a strong opinion. <laughs> it's sort of like a spice, you know. Like let's say, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how familiar with cooking people are. Paprika, <laughs> paprika is good. Too much paprika, paprika. bad. Yes, too exactly. Too much pepper, <laughs> or maybe cinnamon in some things. But like what? too much goes a long, you know, a little goes a long way. Uh -huh. and if you're the kind of person. You need to read your room, know your table, know your players. It can become obnoxious real fast. I would say that line if people are doing it. I hate to like rehash it because it's retrospective. I didn't listen to the episode. My bad. But, you know, <laughs> for, for me personally, it, it is a point where you're screwing with somebody else's character plan or designs. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if it's like, well, this is in character and you're not going to like <sighs> screw over everybody else, it's probably more or less acceptable. But keep the frequency at a certain level. It's it's a read the room situation. I, I tend to not do them personally because I don't feel there to do. Like I'm, I'd rather not just piss everybody off today, you know. <laughs> so, you know? And I and I like reacting to other people's, frankly. And you and if you're more of that down the middle player, you kind of give them room to be wackier. You know, we can't we can't all be left hand turns, or else you know it's a square. I, don't know, I got philosophical somewhere in there, but there you go. So then in June we did. Women in Gaming, and we did face-to-face -face versus online. Now, the Women in Gaming, we had Mac Cookie from Call of Cthulhu and BTM, and Royce, the con organizer, because I brought Royce in as the only male guest on that one for Women in Gaming because he had a very interesting perspective that I really, really thought was valid, but I don't think he expressed it very clearly in the episode. I think when he was in a room with a bunch of women, he kind of backpedaled a bit because he was like, Ugh, they may not like what I have to say. I do think that I also think Mac is a very dominant person, uh -huh. a dominant personality. So I do think he probably didn't want to say anything that might have made mm -hmm. like gone off because obviously uh, OC has a very chill atmosphere. Uh -huh. So I, I don't think he would want to maybe get into something a bit more heavy he with he yeah yeah okay but he he did kind of make valid points of look if if i'm a male player and all i've had an experience with is other male players this is my hobby this is where i go because when i go to school maybe i'm bullied or picked on or just made fun of 
maybe I don't really click with my parents, but this hobby, this hobby right here, this is my domain. This is where I feel good and comfortable. I don't have to deal with rejection or people making fun of me like I do in other areas of my life. And now when you add a woman into that hobby, it throws everything off because now that thing that he's been avoiding in the rest of his life has now infiltrated his one safe haven. And so I can understand why he's, and I understood his point. Like you could feel a little resentment and be a little not so nice to that female player because they've now intruded on your safe haven, which is a valid. I think there's probably a lot of men that could feel that way. What do you think, Cotton? I'm not, I can see that, but what is the context where they would have shown up? It's not like the, you, you know, people don't like show up to the local D and D game and then get rejected. And they bring out their, you know, a federal writ of you know, <laughs> ABS. I must be in the D and D. If they're there, they got invited to be there. And if you want to have an all male game, game store, if I'm playing in a game at a game store and it's open to anybody, but for the past five months, it's just been me and these four other guys. And all of a sudden this woman girl walks in sits down at the table and says, I have a character I want to play. That's what I'm talking about. Wait a minute. You have now thrown off everything. I would say there's a time where I would have been there in my life, and it is not a point where I'd want to ever go back to. So on one hand, I don't want to completely like rain down the fire on anyone who feels that way, because I've been there. That is a version of me I have happily left in the past. I'll say it that way. Oh. So if 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 a woman sits down at a table and it's like, wait a minute, there's this player and she has, you know, and it's, you know, it's a she with, you know, <laughs> that I mean, like, without putting too fine a point on it, maybe that problem is not with her. I mean, maybe she just wants to play D and D today, and like, it's not her job to like, <laughs> you know, deal with that person's particular bullshit, which is valid in there, and they have to deal with it. But you know, mm-hmm. your responsibility to deal with your own bullshit is how I feel about it. You know, so I'm not denying that that person has to deal with that i'm not even denying the fact that there there's a place for all male and all female spaces sometimes you want to get together with people who have some aspect of you in common and you want to talk about that and have that safe area that's totally mm-hmm. fine but if it's an open game store i don't feel like you have a claim to monopolize that space and and declare it for whatever reason as a male space in, in, in my opinion that's how i feel maybe you should play in your own basement and uh Deal with your own issues. And, if I had a basement, I would. You know, attic, so you know field. I don't know. Paddock. <laughs> Am I a horse? All right. So I guess this is why I can kind of relate to what he's saying. Again, we all know I'm a traitor to my gender. I have an easier time dealing with men and relating to men than I do women. Women are a lot of maintenance as friends. And I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's true tons of maintenance as friends. And so it's it's more work to be a friend to a female than it is to a male. Men, you cannot talk to them for a week or two and then say, hey, they're fine. They don't care. But a woman is like, we haven't even talked. There's a lot there. So when another woman comes into a game with me, it changes the dynamic for me because it's like, oh, I got to do a lot more work now. I get over it quickly. I get over it quickly. I adapt. I, I, I've I'm good with them. I'm great with Cookie. But initially on that first one, it was a little like, oh, I'm going to have to do a lot of work. And it's okay. I I do it. But I can understand. And I know people are going to hate me for saying this. I'm just being honest. I do better talking to men than I do women. I can relate to them more. 
So I can understand when a male player who is in a table with a bunch of other men and all of a sudden there's a female, I can see why they may be a little bit like, don't want you here. I, I do get that. I'm not going to deny okay. that. Again, you, you want to have a, there's, I get that. Like if you're hanging out with your bros and then like somebody brings a girlfriend with, you know, it, it does change the dynamic. That's not good or bad, but maybe you like the previous dynamic. I totally get that. I would just say at, an, at a game store, maybe be like, I, I understand. I guess I, I see what you're saying. And, you know, and I'm trying also to not get canceled <laughs> in the next 15 minutes. But, Don't worry. If you say something you know. bad, I can edit it out. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll save you. Don't you worry. You say like, oh, I, I feel hate all women. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remove that bit. <laughs> you know, they're bringing like Peter Singer to like just, just fill in everything that I've said. It's like he comes in. <laughs> I think women in gaming could have probably another episode. I think there is a lot more to talk about that, especially when the, how that dynamic changes at a table. Maybe bring Royce on again. Bring Royce on again? Yeah. yeah. Well, also, Just have maybe... a bunch of men talk about women in gaming. <laughs> well, I mean, no, an episode. Also, I mean, he runs at a con <laughs> as well, so it's not yeah. like he, he has not just player. Uh-huh. True, true, true. I, w- I will say, if you had a mansplaining episode and you had inv- invited me as a guest, and I didn't do any, I didn't think about it, and I showed up, and it was like, all right, we're here for mansplaining with Oz, Bamps, Grafe, and Cotton. I'd be like, oh shit, <laughs> 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 this is a trick. <laughs> this would not be the group I'd put together for mansplaining. Number one, Oz, Oz doesn't mansplain uh, too often. Bamps, I don't even think mans i don't think any i don't think any of the people you just i think i would mansplain more than any of those people <laughs> i'm that's a better the, mansplainer that's a re- the, the the reverse show again it's the reverse <laughs> you've got like four guys who are like no but we have to do it this way you're like nope no. that's believe. No. get out of here <laughs> yeah i mean the gender episodes are so interesting but for me it's always weird because i'm like i don't care what you have between your legs so <laughs> wow yeah that, i don't care that was too graphic what do you mean that's too graphic? <laughs> I am I am offended that you insinuate oh, no. that you yeah. would talk about such things. Exactly. <laughs> On this Christian server. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, in July, we had play by post games with Odd. I got Odd to be on yeah, the show. Yeah, that's wonderful. I that think. is a huge get. I'm very, very, very happy yeah. that I got Odd on the, the show. the only time I've heard his voice. And I, I talk, play games with him. I know. Odd was great. He had so many things to talk about. And the reason I had him on was because he talked me into playing a play-by-post game with him. I didn't get it. The way it flowed and like it was just like it would be like a, a rush of activity and then there'd be nothing and then I'd forget about it and then there'd be activity again and then they'd be mad at me because I wasn't watching and I'm like, it's too I, erratic. I do think that server though, it's rolled for combat. Everyone wants to join it. They run games all the time. I'm on it. It, they, I don't think that was a bad place to start for play by post. Hmm. I, I do think if you if you're new to play by post, find a bunch of friends, try it there. It is a distinct style that runs more linearly. Mm-hmm. Now I do remember, and Psychotron is listening as well right now as we record. I do remember Psychotron mentioning something about a vampire play by post that he was going to start up. So I think. If he were to start that, I would probably give that a try because it would be a smaller, more controlled group. And I think I would do better with it. Than, um... So if you're looking for a lot of RP, you can find it, but you definitely need to find a group. Maybe might 
should be better of you just to stay in face to face because that seems the new dynamic. Wow. But well, now Psychotron is saying it's still in the planning stages, and he told me it would be more rules light, more narrative heavy. So that's in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, if if you again, but that's a that's a group of friends, not a server. So mm -hmm. a group of friends, you're all going to know your playstyles quite well, and then you're going to see which friends cope with that playstyle. Mm -hmm. For Roll for Combat, it's a bunch of strangers coming up, and a lot of them are probably and it's Pathfinder Society, so it's very much. Ugh guided in your area so everyone's gonna yeah. have a similar way of building characters so what do you think cotton have you ever done a play-by-post -post game i have never done a play-by-post -post game and oh. i have several questions so <laughs> we need to I get have, that on again <laughs> i know just just ask, just ask one so play-by-post is this like where you have a forum and you go i rolled a hit and then next week you figure out what you do next uh, and it's very exaggerated version, but it's a, a very old. very slow version. Yeah. It's almost like snail mail play by post. This is like in a a a forum, like on Discord, and you're gonna post. And if the DM if the GM says, "Hey, roll," then you'll make a roll. But you kind of are very descriptive in what it is you're doing. You're you're writing it all out. I think I would have to have a very particular group of people to. I mean. <laughs> shorthand this th th what i'm about to say is shorthand work that hard like if i'm going to be that level of engaged and i'm like cranking out pros <laughs> i better like you you know <laughs> i don't want to crank out pros and be like busting my ass and like helping this this truly in-depth collaborative story mm -hmm. with like you know captain mcasshat like wow. <laughs> you and jupe both seem as very RP centered people, and that does not correlate very well. Because a lot of it's also like if you roll for attack, you also roll for damage in the same instance. So it's all just, I mean, you streamline it, but mm -hmm. it is it is much more it, it would detail oriented. It'd be like, you know, I, I'm sitting here writing about, you know, like I, you know, slash my sword, and as the, as the injuries stack up, I wonder about the internal trauma that I will sustain physical along with mental and then like what do you say hop it on my robe and wizard hat Fuck. you know like that yeah i don't i don't go that much detail i'm much but <laughs> <laughs> i do say i hit things so what else so in august we have modules where we had bryce lynch who is a reviewer of modules and he kind of went through a good what makes a good one what makes a bad one and what's tough about running them i myself have tried to use modules in the past, and I hate them because the players never follow the module, ever. <laughs> I, I love that episode. It's probably one of my favorite episodes. Really? Yeah. That was one of your favorite episodes. It was. It was. Wow. Well, you know, it didn't have me in it. Uh, but if you take out the ones where I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still liked it even though you weren't in it. It was a strike, but in, <laughs> you know, it it was so good because I'll say why. I, I've thought about that. I've never run a module, but there's like a plan. Like whenever uh -huh. I'm. Like the current game I'm jamming, it was a little seed in the back of my head for like four years. And I thought, like, I want to, you know, could a module help me? And I did a lot of research and I bought Curse of Strahd because of the history, because I've heard of it, and because it was very well reviewed. And because it seemed that the reviews said what I wanted it to say, or wanted them to say, which is it's a module based on people, places, and ideas. That's it. Not like, you know, when the players go here, then A happens and then B occurs when they come. Kind of like players won't do that. The same thing that you're saying. And that was like the one module from D&D 5 that he liked for that reason. <laughs> and so it really like hit home with me. I'm like, OK, so I'm, I'm kind of like sniffing the right track here as opposed uh -huh. to written in stone. When the players, uh, you know, uh, you know, offer to save the, the, the daughter of the king, then he will offer this. What if the players don't do that? Then you're SOL. 
I do agree with Jupe on that hmm. one, though. I think modules suck. They're awful. But that one, but he, <laughs> I, think, I think he led the way to how to write one. So if you're the kind of person who mm-hmm. wants to write a module or to mm-hmm. modulize your own story, like if, like, if, like, like, you know, if I have my game that I'm jamming and I wanted to sit down and make it into a module, I don't need to write down what my players did in any capacity. I need to write down the people, the places, and what those people are trying to do. And mm-hmm. you'll save yourself a lot of heartache, and you'll give your GMs the information they need. So I feel like mm-hmm. I could kind of run Curse of Stride. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could run that one. You should mm-hmm. look at more older modules. I think Vecna Lives is also very open world, because Vecna and Kaz, for people that know Forgotten Realms stuff, and Greyhawk, are trapped in Ravenloft, and then their own pocket dimension inside of it. And that's another open world one. A lot of the older ones are open world, just because of how mm-hmm. Gygaxian D&D used to run. Yeah, I, th- I think you actually have to work harder. I think it's so much harder as a, to run a module because there's so much there, all those options and levers to pull. But I, like, just 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 a quick aside, there was a a part of Crystal Stride where you go into his castle and you meet like his his bookkeeper. Okay, I'm like okay, his bookkeeper, and it's not over by this. Like, you can't if then yourself out. You know, that's that's the beauty of D and D. You don't find yourself in that horrible situation where well the shit. He actually does like two to three reviews a week of D&D modules, usually old school. So if you're interested in looking at seeing, you know, what makes them good, what makes them bad, definitely check out his website. Hello, everyone. This is Greyfoot just coming in here at post. There's a little issue in Craig recording the recording. There's a bit cut out. Jupe just said that the next episode was White Hat. Zakara was only true White Hat. And then I comment, and she agrees that Papa was a closeted white hat. And then I state that Oz really isn't a black hat. And then I, that's when we continue off. So enjoy the rest of the recording, and hopefully that catches you up so nothing is confusing later. Episode where poor Zakara, poor Zakara, white hat. Ash was a closet white hat, but he was a white Like their jokes. <laughs> the older, like they're like... Like, they're jokes. Most of the time, yeah. there's two examples I could see that he, like, actually kind of did something more black hat. But for the most part, it seems like it's for a joke or it's really not that evil. It's yeah. just it's just more neutral. I, I wouldn't say he's white or black. Okay. So neutral is still neutral. It's yeah. not white. I mean, it's true. He has a capacity. I mean, I will say that. He, he the, has the, the capacity he described had a capacity for darkness that is relatively unparalleled. Like, once you get into the realm of, like, I have to kill these kids. Like, you've, you've gone, like... <laughs> Like once you've gone full Anakin Skywalker, yeah, there's, there's, a, the there's, other there's a line. You know? His examples was just like him being a pirate. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm I don't know if that would make you like what what he did, what he described he was doing, wasn't very reprehensible. It was more of just doing a job. He like did, he did rehab. Yeah, he had I like Oz rehabbed it toward the end of the podcast because I've listened to that recently, and so <laughs> I can't reference it. But uh, he said that. Sometimes they pull it off. The white and, and you know, white hats are not necessarily stupid. In the in the contents of Shadowrun, they often are, and it's not a great system for them. Mm-hmm. But they're not always just derpy derp. Frankly, is is a way to put it. I, I, they often are because new player shows up to any game and they're like, "I'm going to play the good guy," and then you know, it, <laughs> and it can be tougher than that. But, uh, but yeah, there was there was a lot of haterade for those for those white hats, and I, I like playing them. I like being you know that's it's. It's easy, I think, to be morally gray, to make the easy call. It's hard to be the guy that stands up. It's hard to be Atticus Finch, you know? That's why it's impressive. Just had a comment that I said, I, I do think most new people are play good. I did not. I wanted to be a lich when I first showed up, but 
<laughs> do you think you need that there was very much of i'm a very evil person when i play which is why i don't find many groups normally leave or do something mm -hmm. else but it's i mean yeah I, I do think most people play good I think mm -hmm. most people either play good or think they play evil, but don't actually go that far. They go like, okay, you don't have, it's not just a psychopath, Sakara, but <laughs> it, it, I mean, you don't, it's just, they, they still do more for the greater good or they uh -huh. do it, I would say for like short personal gain, which I don't even think would be a true evil evil. I've, I've seen a lot of people who would call themselves gray or black hats who are really sort of only targeting the people who are quote unquote in the game. Like if, you, like if you're, if you get, like your average wet work shutter run to, to be, you know, in, in regards to that system. If a bunch of shutter runners come to your house with the intention of killing you, you know, you're probably not the mailman. Like you probably had this one coming. Or, but, <laughs> but even then, a lot of people say they're like black hat. I, I see the same thing, white excuses white hat gives, like some people that claim they're black hat of just like targeting one group of people and being like, I just murder them no matter what. But it's also like, yeah, but like, I mean, that's. You're having a reason, or you have a moral reason for it. I don't think it's you're truly uh -huh. delving into evil. Where morals stop really mattering. It's more of a what benefits me to the sole purpose, and I do not care the consequences, or I do care the consequences, but they plan out for a later scheme. Mm -hmm. I, w like, I do wish that, that was one where like I I kind of wanted to have been in that one because Cotton was my first character, and he was a black hat, but no one knew mostly because he wasn't a psycho. He wasn't like a psycho killer for the most yeah. part. Like if like, on, on, on probably half of the runs I ever did with that character, the, he acted in a way a white hat would. We got the job done. There was no reason to go kill a bunch of people. That just brings heat. Chill out. But there was one. There was one job where it was like to complete this job, you have to kill this kid, and I, and that was where it all came out. It's like, well, does this kid have thirty thousand million? <laughs> that should be the thing. It's like I, I think a lot of people confuse evil with psychopath. Evil is just you do what need you do what needs to be done for your benefit, and you don't really care. Yeah, I was purposely p polite. Like that's that's the character I want to I want to play and I want to play with the guy who's polite and nice and friendly and maybe even loyal, but will absolutely kill it if it, if it comes down to it. There's just no qualm there. They'll they'll do it without a second thought if they're if you're not on that special list, you know. Yeah, in in games, murder should be a tool. It shouldn't be for everyone, <laughs> but when it 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 can be when used very precisely, uh, you can get rid of people much earlier than when they should be, when normally it'd be removed just because they're going to be a nuisance for you later. So it does sound like there's a lot more discussion to be had on White Hat. So we'll have to make sure we write that one down. Okay, add to the notepad. Somebody's writing it down. We've also discussed Munchkins versus Power Gamers. You did do that. That was a good episode. I enjoyed that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely enjoyed Chuck's contribution as well. Chuck, I, I, yeah, I'm happy know, I got him generous. on. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was generous in that like he was like like there was a lot of subcategorization of people as munchkins and mm -hmm. i'm like oh you're just using the word munchkin as a as a you're using it instead of the word asshole like that's <laughs> it that's all you're doing like you know you know those munchkins who uh roll dice but then give a different number than the one they rolled oh cheating shitbags oh okay yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're just like much oh, that's fine <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> think that episode ha could have more have another one or something on mm-hmm because well, it, the car is saying it's too broad, and I'm kind of trying yeah, to figure out what is that. I don't, I don't know if it was broad. too broad, but for like, I I would consider myself like a power game. I like numbers. Uh -huh. Excel sure. spreadsheets are my thing, mm -hmm. so that's why I look at. And it seemed kind of much more of a. This is what people that did it at one point, but kind of. 
Craig Cotta again, so I'm coming here in post. I was just saying that they did do it at one point, but now don't anymore. And that we need to get people that are playing that way and enjoy playing that way. Just is their playstyle. That is what they do. They crunch numbers. And they have a blast doing it. Because WAN, the community in WAN is more story-focused. So mm -hmm. finding guests for that would probably be harder. But... I, did, I did like how there was an appreciation of the power gamer. Which there, I also realized. Appreciation. So I was like, I brought in a guy who was a power gamer because he. And they, the they play probably much different than how how a story focused would would want. To. It's a, it's a conversation though. It's a conversation where you, where you don't deny them their power gameriness. Let them let them blow the thing up, but also say, hey, look, there are other people here who do not have that goal. So don't think you need to help them. Like, don't think that their character, which is not combat optimized, is a problem unless they come to you. Or you know, you know, maybe suggest something and then let it be. And two, be aware other people have things that they want to do. They want to explore or have the story. So while you had fun, you know, throwing eight, you know, <laughs> eight d <laughs> sixes with your fireballs, you know, that's cool. And we're glad you had fun. Let the, you know, let the let the person who wants to have the narrative experience, you know, don't don't get sulky and bored when we roll up in town and have an hour there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but they want to get to that next big role because well, that's, I mean, that's, that's it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's just a double edged sword. It's you gotta. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of power gamers and tables that don't mix. Like you have to. There has to be a lot of communication, or else it, mm -hmm. it just goes sour very fast. And then there's going to be 100. A lot of weird feelings on both sides. We also did gender hopping, which I I enjoyed talking that one. I think there's a lot more discussion to be had on that one as well. I agree. That was a good episode, but I do wish there was more discussion. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, I think that's something. There was a lot of disagreement on on why people gender hop um, in some instances. So yeah, I do like you brought up the point of a lot of people like in games when they pick chicks that they do it to look at them, and then Bamps came and said no. Like that's I thought that it. was I love I Bamps, that was, but yeah, that's I think it's wrong. But I, yeah, I, he was it like is wrong because I read <laughs> fucking psychological papers where they have interviewed hundreds of, of men and they have said. Because if I'm going to stare at the backside of a character for eight hours, I want it to look better. Damn right. Yeah. I, I will say. Exactly. So the... I didn't argue with him in there, but I was like, I, I couldn't pull up all my paper, my sources. Do you, do you know what I feel like that paper seen... says? The paper that says <laughs> that, that uh, a large number of men report that they look at that, that they roll a female character because they want to look at the backside of a female for eight hours only reveals to me that a large number of people are liars. That's all that tells me. That's <laughs> all that piece of information tells me. It's like the old joke, you know, a report shows that 90% of men pleasure themselves and 10% lie their asses off. That's all, that's all that tells me. I don't think they have to want to play a chick to, to jerk off. But. Whoa. Not, not, not <laughs> that. I don't, but, okay. In it, bud. In it. Let me get out. After board. Get out. <laughs> get out of this plane. I didn't mean that. I just think, and maybe that's true some of the time. I, th I think that that, is, but like he, he backs up, he goes, look, People roll female characters because they want—they don't want them to look the. And here's why. And he, he like went back, like, like back in 1992, the Famicom came out. Like, wait, what? Like, he, like, yeah, he just go into like Elder Scrolls, and I was like, yeah. And if you were just, a female character, this one enemy couldn't yeah. affect you. He Boom, mic drop. And I'm like, a, he mentioned what? a bunch of Bethesda <laughs> games, which are notorious for being piles of garbage when it comes to their code. And it's like you just listed a bunch of buggy ass games yes, as, as your defense. Even if it wasn't buggy, okay, fine, fine. I get in Neverwinter Night, she rolled a female character because of one enemy would have one debuff you're immune to. Uh, sure, <laughs> but then like, why does that carry over into WoW where that's not at all true? 
I would I would go on the record and say I'm not I'm not saying that there's some some other reason, and maybe that is it. I just I don't I don't know I don't know I don't I don't know the answer. It like okay. I, I I play World of Warcraft, which is by no means the game where you get into as a hyper story driven thing. And I like my paladin, and I do things that are RP ish, even with that little dude. You know, uh-huh. man. But I I would say just to get to, to get to the episode itself about gender hopping, uh-huh. like. I thought of, I, I like the episode because it made me think: Would I ever do this? Is this a thing that I could do? You know, one I don't think I could carry the voice off without sounding like stupid. But if I ever did it, I would only do it as a guy with like a bunch of women who I was on, like that I knew personally, so that if I fucked it up, they could tell me and be like, "Here's here's the eight sexist things you did today, Cotton." Okay, don't ever do that again. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. gotcha. Like, don't, don't, you know, they would, and they, and they would have the room and the space to give me the feedback because you don't want to have like a table with one woman and then like I do some, I'm trying the best I can and then I fuck it up because hey, I'm a guy, I, I made a mistake, and then she calls me out and then the other four guys to my direct right and left go, no, 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 you're talking uh, uh, <laughs> with your woman brain, and uh, he's actually totally fine. It's not offensive at all. And like, <laughs> like, I would want to have the the safe space to you are to in learn. A safe spot right now. Cotton, yeah. you're in a very safe space. Give us your best female voice. There is a zero percent chance that's going to happen. Like, come on, <laughs> like it's going to sound We're like Mrs. Deborah. <laughs> yeah, me, you, and everybody listen to this podcast. We'll edit this part out. <laughs> this Go is, ahead. Yeah, this is why I won't be able to run for office in the future. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was I was almost Secretary of State. You were never <laughs> going for state. state. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting farmland or something. Oh you know, Secretary of State, the most important people you Canadians ever see. Uh, you know, wow, <laughs> jokes on you. See half of you. So, I guess like what, like like hello there. This is this. I don't know why I'm British. Hello, yeah, why are you British? <laughs> because because I have one accent and it's amazing and it's British and it's you can Mary Barry over there. I'm sorry, he sounds like. Oliver Honeybun. I could do uh, well. There you go. I could do. That's why that character came out. It was the voice first. I tried to do a different voice. Found I only had one, and I had to make the character around it. That is the reverse genius. I can always... <laughs> on, on the episode though, Sakara said something that I like. We get episodes where ladies who gender hop, and I know you've mentioned you do it for yeah. So you I, don't I feel I weird. Think, I think most women all do it for. I think the majority of women do it for the same reason. If I play a male character, nobody's going to hit on my character. But I think you should find some like some people that don't have that reason. That'd be interesting. Because okay, that yeah. one, I, I understand that that one's like a okay. This makes sense. There's some weird people out there that you don't know. But I think okay. uh, so. I, I, I think, I, I, again, I this is that. another one that we could talk more, especially in our now time where gender is very fluid, and at for some people they don't even wish to acknowledge a gender; they just want to be. So I think if we kind of, you know, uh, talk to those people, well, when you play a character, how do you, what do you do? What do you choose? So I do think the end of that episode, that really is literally just a letter on a sheet that has no effect to gameplay. Yeah, so why do we even do it? Why do we make the choice? Yeah, like mechanically, it has no reason. So I like almost never do it. Yeah. Put it down. It doesn't matter. It's an RP thing, which is why you ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. See, (laughs) if there was a mechanical (sighs) benefit... You would choose the best gender. There is, I mean, and there is, honestly, a mecha- <laughs> in AD&D, there is a mechanical benefit to being one. And you know which one I choose? <laughs> that one? That one. Exactly. See? 
<laughs> you are what, a what is the mechanical benefit in D&D? Uh, in AD&D, women AD&D. had a lower intelligence and a lower strength. I think they had a Sounds higher right. wisdom, though. Sounds Jesus right. Jesus Christ. Sounds right. Get out. The intelligence one might not be true. I don't remember it fully. They might have eroded it later, but I do believe... Yeah, it wasn't optional. It was you had a lower strength. I think you might have had a higher wisdom. The intelligence, I'm not 100% sure on. I haven't looked at it in a bit. So let's let's kind of... Why don't we task you with researching It isn't a thing. No, Zakara says it isn't a thing. But I do know lower strength is. Okay. All right. Let's see what we can find. What older systems have an actual... Why don't we investigate? Do a little research, Grapho, you and I. And yeah. we kind of look at some systems, old and new, and see what are the differences between then yeah. and now no. as far as how they treat gender mechanically. What's weird is so I like the older editions better, but they do have some weird things in there that sometimes it's like, yeah, let's just remove that real quick. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I the like in thing is funny that. to me. I think the in thing is funny. I mean, given the time it was made, if that was yeah. true, if it was lower in lower strength, I would think I, for the here, time, that's funny. I mean, first edition, there's so much. I mean, I prefer. So while I look for there was an episode that made that was going to be that but didn't sadly get recorded was OS's. Yes, OSR new versus new. We were going to have Bryce back to talk about OSR versus D&D 5e. What are the what are the big uh, Bryce was not able to rejoin us to record uh, again this year. Pandemic. Yeah, in is not okay. a thing. Like, I do think but I strength uh-huh. is it's like much lower too. For saplings it's 3 and for gnomes it's 3 lower, which like matters a whole lot in percentile. For the uh, romance at the table. I had Cookie who has played games with her husband. So she is in a relationship in, in the game. How does how does she treat him in the game does it carry into the characters that's why i had cookie i thought she was a a perfect guest to discuss romance at the table i didn't think that was a problem cookie does not have a lot of experience she has not had a lot of bad experiences She's not been- cookie has not been taken <laughs> podcast with me and by the end of it i was like 80 percent sure she'd like to have like 20 percent sure <laughs> i get like a uh, in her defense, though, she only really plays with like close friends. I mean, and she's she loves it, so I don't. Uh, she has no reason to change. It's perfect for her. She does this, and I'm like, well, you're. <laughs> and with bands, she's never experienced. <laughs> <laughs> I I I wanted her perspective because she is married. She has played games. I know what that did? Because I only knew I, I mean i played in games that had my husband at the table i've also seen people who are in couple in relationships at the table and it always ends up a little hairy it always ends up a little messed up i don't know how much you guys have been on reddit lately but apparently in critical role one of the most popular things that has a huge controversy about romance at the table i was aware yeah there's, there's so it's dramas like, it's crazy I, anyone can look it up for it's i read about it and i was like this is ridiculous but yeah, it seems like it's like a huge thing and like major for like a, a lot of people how they get D and D exposed to them. So I, I wonder how for for newer people how that works. That sounded a lot like like there there's a significant number of people who are a little bit nutty and they all get together on Tumblr and then it they was go on crazy. Tumblr, yeah. And yeah. so can we just like agree to not? Give a shit, but they had to say, like, we just stop pretending that they are. I mean, I'm not trying to be like, I'm I try to be a fairly decent. The only reason <laughs> I mention is because he, what's his name? It's like Matt, Matt Mercer. Mm-hmm. He like actually had to say something. Normally he ignores it, but if he had to say something, it apparently got to such an extent where he had to actually tell people to knock it off. And, which... and Matt Mercer, I don't, know, I don't know how like calculated part of his, I'm a cynical person, I don't know how like part of his marketed image it is, but he has this like, gee golly gosh, 
public yeah. persona. You know? And I'm you thinking, know, like, are you surprised by this, though? Like, like you know, you know, you know, what's what's the old, like, you know, meme cartoon where the guy's like, hey, look at this thing. It's like a stick figure. Like, look, look, look at this thing. And his friend, like, looks over, and there's his drunk friend in the back. And you're, the guy's, like, sweating bullets. Like, that's that's how some of this stuff kind of is. I love this hobby. And I've been so uh, enriched by so many things. But you know where your minefields kind of sort of are. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was like, what, like a 30-year-old character? Had, uh, had and and the player the players are married right yeah the players are married in real life and character uh-huh. A is thirty and character B is like it was like twenty two to twenty eight and they're yeah. like okay. this is toxic well in no, the context what, of a medieval well, society no what where, happened was she got aged magically five years and then the character was like oh since time has like hit our face we should I want to tell you that I liked you and then people are like this is crazy because. They they like because they magically aged it happened or something like it was just a bunch of like reasons of why that's bad, and in in reality I was like that I mean but it wasn't like she was it was like, yeah it'd be it'd be weird if she was like tw- like you know eleven oh, and then got yeah. aged to twenty five yeah and it's like well you know she is of age now and can take the marriage like no that's not what happened yeah she was, was, I'm so happy I'm totally unware of this whole thing I have no it idea was what so about. it was it super was, dumb though it was like, really it was dumb. dumb. It was really dumb. But it does show that like romance at the table is like a huge thing in some of the major podcasts. Huh. So maybe we can have more discussion on that as well. But that that's pretty much the recap. I know we glossed we went over some. Yeah. Uh skipped some, obviously. There's some not on this list that I have. Yeah. And uh so that's our year. We'll try to get that bonus episode done if I can get Oz down to record something to kind of nail a, a day and time but i guess now the final question is are we going to come back next year or we're we going to let this experiment end which is what we had we had said in the beginning we were going to do it for this year we were going to see how it went and then i didn't realize when i made the choice to do this that a pandemic would happen and the entire world would go upside down and <laughs> i'd be stuck like with what the hell do i do here so i i think we've We've talked about it. I say we, as in uh, Grafe and I, kind of have talked about it, and then I've also talked about it with Bamps. And I've, I said, if I if I were to come back and do it again, I would have to change something. I would have to change some aspect of the show. And so I've decided that when we come back next year, we are going to have a co-host. And I'm very happy that Cotton has agreed to be that co-host. What? <laughs> Yeah, this is where we help you. I have a job now. <laughs> <laughs> Do a, Surprise! When, when, now you're on the hook. <laughs> and now he'll listen to every episode. Now he'll when, listen to every episode. Yeah. Yay! Because the only way we're going to get him to do it is to make it's, him be on the show. The triple reverse troll. Like, you're, you're going to edit me out. You're, you're going to have Soup come in and edit me out of everything, but I will have listened to every episode. Yes. <laughs> So uh, I think Cotton, I think Cotton's going to be uh, a great addition. It's going to alleviate because it'll uh, the majority of the episodes will just be he and I discussing topics, not really having guests. We'll probably have some guests on. We'll try to get different ones because Grafa is tired of hearing the same voices over and over. I, again. Yeah, I've been saying this since like July. I know. <laughs> more, more guests, more guests. He is actually keeping a tally of who has been on the most, and he's like, "You it's don't true. ever want this person on again." Well, I don't say that. Okay. I just say get, get other ones. <laughs> let let the let averages work their way out. Yeah. Then get them back. So, 
So I'm going to have to start joining more discords. I think Cotton's going to be able to find us some people as well. But a lot of the shows will just be Cotton and I having having a discussion. And I look forward to it because I think Cotton's fun. I think he has a lot to say. He has a lot of experience in this. What do you think, Cotton? Oh, I definitely have uh, a lot of experience in opining on whatever top, you know, like, you know, immediate <laughs> hot takes. You know, that is that is my, <laughs> like, like, despite a complete lack of experience or trained knowledge, <laughs> Uh, or education, I can come with an opinion and, and feel it's important instantly. Uh, you know, so hopefully that's what that you're was all for. we were looking for. That's it. You hit. You ticked all the boxes. Because <laughs> oh, I'll, 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 I'll be color commentary, and then you and <laughs> wait, and, I'm and the color commentary. You're the color. Well, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Good. <laughs> we're going to be all flavor, no substance. There we go. <laughs> 2021. It's yes. worked for a lot of pop music. So, uh, okay. right? <laughs> they said we don't have a monetization scheme. So, well, <laughs> shit. That's the question. <laughs> no, see, Con, that's where you come in. You got to get us some advertisements. There we go. It's like no. step two, eight question we're, mark. Step yeah, three we're going to sell out. <laughs> she, see, thing is, she doesn't even listen, so she wouldn't know. I see, you just come directly to me. We'll get the advertisement worked out. That's right. <laughs> and that's when Jupe got pushed out of her own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have to, we have to give some monetization. You know, I want to pull a Pity Pablo. Here's a no, shout out to Seagram's Gene. We give, we give RC deafen powers. We def, he deafens Jupe. He reads the ad read mid episode, or we edit in post, I and then. We are not going to get any kind of sponsorship if we do live reads in the middle of the podcast. I have to give a if shout out to do, Seagram's Gin because I drink what? it and they're paying me for it. <laughs> Wait, if we get a booze one, it has to be whiskey, bourbon, or scotch. Not, you can't. I don't think you no can. Vodka. I don't think you can like reference an entire genre. Like, here's a shout out to whiskey. Like, I don't think that can can, wait, can I get some Smirnoff Ice ones? I kind of want some free. Smirnoff Ice. I swear to God. Spread off ice because our demographic is eight. Or two. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, someone's. Uh, I need to call. Uh, can we try some hipster shit? You know, something that's oh like, gosh. you know, this ancient age whiskey that's been around since the year of our Lord 2018 is, you know, <laughs> masculinity in a, as featured on as wow. <laughs> cigars and Scotch magazine. Wow, are you making fun of whiskey? No, I'm making fun of for hipsters. Okay, <laughs> as long as you are desire to buy overpriced shit. Okay, all right, because I got a bar over here of whiskey and rum that is not happy that you're talking bad. <laughs> he almost got fired after being hired. Absolutely, Zakara. <laughs> So uh, we are going to, obviously, we're going to take the holidays off. We're probably going to start dropping episodes in February, just like we did with this year. We started in February. That gives us January to start planning the year and go from there. So I'm excited. I look forward to next year. Let's see how things change in the world next year. It can't get any worse, can it? Well, <laughs> now you did it. So, I mean. Oh, sorry. I'll knock on. Here we go. <laughs> But any any final thoughts? Uh, I think as far as the year and what we learned, I think we boiled it down to like two rules. One is don't be a dick. Two is read the room. Yes, when it comes I, to I like game, both of those. Right? That's pretty much what we've, like when we talk about yeeting and romance and women and gaming and left hand 
turns and all of this uh, munchkins empowering. Basically, it's don't be a dick and read the room. Oh, and Takara wants to add a third. No game better than a bad game. True you're, enough. You're damn right. Hell yes. Yep. That is. <laughs> I've seen so that, that, that. There goes the way of so many nice people who <laughs> <laughs> compromise themselves into oblivion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, any any final thoughts, you two? Oh man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy to be on. Thanks. You know, I appreciate I appreciate the invite. Good. I'm I'm happy you accepted. <laughs> I'll give, I'll give at least six months before I disagree with you. I'll just, no, no, you I'll can just... disagree with me on day one. It's not going to matter, but I mean, you know, unless you and the editor are now in cahoots, apparently you are. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, don't worry, we'll mansplain to you. We'll let you know how to. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, see, it's won't even man- Well, I guess it wouldn't be mansplain. Just edit her out, just have only RC talk. It's- <laughs> God. <laughs> like, if I, if I'm like, well, time to sit down and fire up the old podcast. And, like, over here that happened, like, murdered i was i wasn't in on it it was a fix oh man that would be funny yeah well, let's see i don't know I'm, I'm excited about uh being a part of it and, and uh the various topics because they've been very diverse and interesting you've had lots of you know here's behind the scenes in the game industry here is someone with a living campaign. Here's somebody who plays Dean DL on the farm with her husband. Here's someone who organizes cons. Here are people who are doing gender hopping. I mean, you're 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 making the circuits there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> In the circuits, you know. I know. So we've got to come up with more topics to discuss next year. So good luck. Because that's all on you. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's part of the marketing team. It's just gonna be top ten list. We're gonna go full uh watch mojo. mojo. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Five things about your DD game. One, session zeros are important. Two, no short people. They have complexes. Three, the Dutch are out. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I... Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Um... <laughs> Just the Dutch? Oh, like, not. What about the Koreans? They're also pretty short. Uh, the Koreans. Well, no, no. The, the, the Dutch are not out because they're they're short. It's because. I just. I don't know. I don't know. They're they're a fine they're a fine people. They've they've done well. They've fine people. claimed land from the sea. There you go. There you I'm go. Back in. <laughs> You're <We're> back in. <laughs> Griffin, do you have any final thoughts? I mean, it's been fun. I'll continue editing. It's, it's fun. well, that's good. I, we do need somebody. I don't think Cotton wants to learn. Well, I'm not getting any better, so I'm, I'm going to rely on you pretty hard. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to grow as a person or become better as a human being. Yeah. I will say yes. my. I gotta add a season one folder now, though, so my organizational skills are gonna be even better. Nice, nice. Let let us know when you need that external hard drive, and we'll. <laughs> I got a terabyte. We'll <laughs> get you fun. that, okay? But yeah, so now yeah, season one in the can. We're off for season. We're gonna come back. Season two in February is when that first episode will drop. We'll do a, an announcement in uh, January, just uh, to kind of make sure everybody's aware. But it's been great. It's been exciting. It's been fun. I never thought I'd do something like this. And now to actually do it and have a whole season one done is feels pretty good. Yeah, who would have thought this would have started because your work asked you a question, too? This started because work said, hey, what are your New Year's resolutions? And I went, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. And I did it. Just do it again. Yeah. Just cop yeah. out. I did Say it. continue podcast. <laughs> You did the thing. I, I, you should feel I good about that. Like, because I have all kind of ideas. I just don't do like half of them. And you did the thing. <laughs> yeah, you can make a technical criticism, Zakari. Uh, Zakari wants to give us a technical criticism. Yeah, 
And she was against Matt. Well, uh, that's Duke's case, though. So. Okay. <laughs> we will get new intro music as well. We'll what let you pick it out. Yeah, what and about the outro? outro? What about Cotton will redesign the music of the show. That is an extremely awesome decision. That's a bad one, but I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is on your one. shoulders. They so, didn't like my taste. Yeah. It's now yours. Have they fun. They have one requirement, though. Copyright free. Copyright free. But what do you like more, banjos or steel guitar? Like I figured it for banjos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get the music weird. sorted out. There we go. Well, Death therapy does commissions. Awesome. And that's Thanks just why we need ad space. <laughs> we need to pay for the music commission. So people just to, you know, the, the uh, one thing we need is more cowbell. So yes, more oh, cowbell. We could Actually, get like, uh, no, we'll we'll uh, we'll 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 change the music. Don't worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up now. Thank you, Grafa, for all the work you've done this year. Uh-huh. And thank you, Cotton, for joining the podcast. And I'm sure it's going to uh, elevate it and make it even better next year. Ears hoping. <laughs> yeah, we hope. Come <laughs> on. Uh, <sighs> Wait to tell Jupiter it. with okay. the you know Jupiter will bring optimism. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. It's been a great year, and I look forward to next year. So have a great holiday and goodbye. <laughs>